0: Louis Erickson has agreed to a six-year deal with Vancouver Canucks.
1: is all over you can order
2: the, the selection vancouver select from the london knights OAU Levy. Good show. yo it was bap and sports fans happy all-star break is over to all who celebrate oh thank god <laughs> i get could have been a lot worse break it was than, it was
0: better than uh you know it was better than previous all-star weekends i guess i mean i didn't really yeah. watch that much of it i just saw kind of clips here or there it was kind of funny that kucherov didn't give a fuck
2: yeah uh, I, I went i went kind of uh psycho mode on the all-star game partly because i wanted like something extra to talk about um mm-hmm. during our recording today but i was also interested in the new format skills competition which yeah. to me really worked uh i okay so first there's the draft which was like a horrible fucking mess yes uh really like Folks, it was like I was watching a Go Off King stream with all the audio issues. <laughs> it,
0: it honestly, really was. <laughs>
2: like was. people didn't know if their mics were on or off. Like Quinn Hughes kept talking with a live mic, not knowing his mic was live. Yeah, there was multiple occasions where either Will Arnett or Michael Buble had both their like lapel mic on, and they were talking to like David Amber or um, what's that other the ESPN guy? Oh, Bucci Gross. B- Bucci Gross. Yeah, and both mics were live. And so there was an echo coming from them. It was uh, classic
0: NHL in that. I think also the players didn't really know that that's what was going to happen. Cause I think McKinnon said like after the fact, like, Oh yeah. I didn't realize we would be doing that in front of a huge crowd. And so right? you could tell yeah. the, the players were nervous as well. And like, it's just crazy to me. I guess it's because it's like, they want to sell tickets to the event, I guess. But yeah. The-
2: did they, did they do the, I stopped watching like as soon as the draft was over, mm-hmm. uh, but the, I know there's going to be that that tribute to the '67 Leafs, and then like a PWA showcase. But I think the PWA showcase was like outside. Yeah, like an I, outside rink or something.
0: That may have. I think that was maybe somewhere else. I think that was in their their home rink, I guess, which is a separate rink. Because don't they play at like Maple Leaf Gardens or something? Uh, that would I make sense.
2: I, but, I just thought I saw a highlight of um, like a three on three thing happening outside, and some like. Jurassic Park or whatever. Oh, like they that, floated that may have been outdoor it. rink or something.
0: I, I could I, be. I stopped that watching too. after the the draft, I yeah. mean, it was. Yeah, it, it's just crazy to me because the last time they did it was 2015, yeah. where they did it sort of like NBA style in like a studio, and the players yes. were drinking, and it was really funny, and they were having a good time, and like it's and it just, was
2: edited, right?
0: Yeah, or at at the very least, it seemed a lot more polished and professional um Mm -hmm. and it's just really crazy to me that they had something that worked i mean that's classic nhl right you have something that worked and you're just like eh, let's try something totally different and it's like a total shit show and Uh, not even in like a really like endearing way either um but the rest of the weekend i think was okay i didn't watch a ton of it but um my understanding is it's like one of the better recent i was excited
2: for the skills competition Yeah, i think maybe this was like so I remember watching the skills competitions as a kid and that was like the coolest thing, like seeing who's going to get hardest shot and like, yeah. will Bure be the fastest skater, you know? And I, I think the new format where they had 12 players, like 12 of the best players, mm-hmm. uh, like compete in all these different competitions was really interesting. And then yeah. they're like, they clearly wanted to win the money. And then I also think they wanted to win the bragging rights. So it did, uh, it did give me a nostalgia gasm. Yes. From from being a kid, and like I, I think they're all engaged, and it's way better than, you know, when they do it with like thirty guys on the ice, and it's like a big circus thing, and yeah, you're like, oh, will Clinton Keller or Frank Petrano <laughs> do well in the actor? Like, I don't give a shit, right? Yeah, all so the, I think
0: Oliver Bjorkstrand. I'm, I'm I came here to see him play. You know, I came exactly. here to see Blue Jenner play.
2: Yeah, I need to see how Boone Jenner does in the I, passing I will say, drill.
0: I'm glad the NHL didn't force the thing of, like, every team has to have a player because, yeah. like, Chicago, I'm sorry, no one gives a fuck and, about and they, anyone they, else in that team. They,
2: they they still trotted, like, uh, Bedard out there. Like, he was a sure. part of the skills competition. He was doing the passes on the one-timer challenge. Yeah. And they, they did it was uh, sort of
0: annoying that, like, I mean, I know he's got a broken job, but it's like, he couldn't have done the skills competition. You yeah, go I mean, like, let's
2: put a... But I like. I understand why. Like, if you're a Blackhawks for sure fan yeah. or their organization, why you wouldn't want them in there? Yeah. But well, it's
0: the same thing. I didn't want to see our goalies like Demko. I was worried he was going to get hurt.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> that was the other thing with the the skills competition. So it, it started like pretty early. It was like five my time, which is when I start streaming Fortnite. Yes. And so I was like, ah, maybe I'll <laughs> hopefully I don't get it too spoiled or whatever. But I just avoided our Discord, which uh, patreon. dot slash I hate this team. If you want to. Hang out there and I didn't look at Twitter and I just watched it like the not PVR, but you can just do it on demand on Sportsnet now. Yeah. And I got to skip commercials. I got to skip the musical guests. Oh, man. And it made like a really nice watching experience because that was long as fucking shit. Yeah. If you weren't, uh, you know, buffering past all the ads. Yeah. Um, but they did that little competition that was a minute of you against the goalie that you pick. Yes. And I don't know if you saw this, but they had like, it was like four pucks lined down in between the two face-off circles. And those were worth one point. And then there was pucks on the blue line that were worth two points. If you scored and they're going for a minute, which is like kind of a, not really like a bag skate, but that's gonna You're going to be tired as fuck. If you're actually trying for a full minute out there. And so it was interesting seeing these players, like really putting it out there to try and score to move sure. on to like the final skills comp thing, yeah, and like much to the surprise of nobody, Connor McDavid won. Uh, yeah,
0: So, he's the guy who organized the competition, and he won a million dollars doing that.
2: I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, had some, some obviously hope he's going to win.
0: Yeah, Pedersen looked good in the in the passing.
2: You know, yeah, he he killed it in the passing. He in the the stick handling one. Yeah, he tripped right. Yeah, but he still finished really fast. If he didn't have that trip, it would have been quite a bit higher, I For believe. Sure. Um, which would have helped him in his his seating, and he probably could have gotten to the final competition, which I think he would have been good at. Uh, he finished tied after the one on one with the goalie with JT Miller because JT did better in that competition. He moved on to Was, the final. So what
0: did what did Miller say about Swayman? Where because I saw Bruins fans were mad about it. I know they were mad about the oh, Danco snub. I, didn't he say something about like how Swayman's the only guy I'm going to be able to score on? That's why I picked him. But I think he said it in like a he said it in like a self deprecating way or something. It wasn't. Yeah. like... Yeah, I
2: it, it, I, f- I forget. I, yeah. I mean
0: But I mean, I, I a lot of it's very funny to to because I was I was going through. Uh, I still have my hockey Twitter account just to like read news and yeah. stuff, and going through and seeing a bunch of like. 15-year-old Bruins fans who, like, weren't even alive or, like, <laughs> don't even remember 2011 being like, I hate the Canucks so much. And it's, like, and it's, well, it is just, it's funny in general because the other thing was the, the Demco like, hug snub, yeah. which is, like, I, you know, I don't think Demco's doing that to honor the Canucks against the Bruins you know I think he's doing mm-hmm. it because he was like he was like focused or yeah. he was doing it as a bit potentially too because Swayman took it in stride and was laughing I, and it was I funny I read it
2: as like it was in his periphery is that he wasn't really like paying attention to sure. it he was just like psyched up and ready to go yeah. which and, it, I and get. it was
0: very funny but people yeah. were like legitimately mad and Bruins fans were like that's why I hate the Canucks so much and it's like you know you guys won right Like, I don't think you don't get to win and also still hate the team you beat at that point. I don't think that's how it works. Uh, But how would I I know as as a Canucks fan? Because I've never really been on that side.
2: To to what end? Like, maybe there's slightly higher emotional stakes for fans watching on when do they play the Bruins Thursday? They're playing them this
0: week. That's going to be. I mean, man, this is like. I'm so, so excited for the games coming up. Uh, oh, obviously, obviously with Lindholm, but it's like, mm-hmm. it does sort of feel like the second half of the season has officially started, you know? Um, and like, they've got a hard schedule. They do the rest of the year.
2: One of the hardest.
0: Yeah. Now do uh, we think, um, do we think that the, uh, God, what was I going to say? Do we think the Canucks are still going to make another trade?
2: Um, oh, probably. I don't yeah. know if there's going to be anything huge. Not
0: as big. Maybe.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. I'm on Tankathon right now for toughest remaining schedule, and it has the Canucks at six. Okay. For toughest remaining schedule. All um, right. but it's got like Colorado at eighth, Edmonton at twelfth. Yeah. Uh, Winnipeg at twenty third. So that's okay. interesting. Why is it? Was the or the Canucks toughest opponents? They play Boston twice. Yeah. Winnipeg three times. Colorado twice. Dallas once, uh, Edmonton once, and Vegas three times. Where is this? Oh, Vegas has got a pretty cake schedule.
0: Yeah, they do, and they kind of need it because they've, sort of, uh, they've sort of fallen off a little yeah.
2: bit. 24th in uh, toughest opponents level. And who's the guys has got for, for layups here? It says one against Chicago, two against Anaheim, one against Minnesota, one against Montreal, one against Buffalo, and two against Calgary.
0: Okay. And it'll be interesting too, like post-deadline. I don't know how many of those games are post-deadline, but those teams are going to get worse after the deadline too, right? Yeah, Um, totally. And and especially once teams get eliminated, they're just playing for pride at that point. And as Canucks (laughs) fans, we know what that's like. So actually, I'm interested like if... Fans of other teams feel this way too, where like, and I'm, cause I'm sure it's not just a Canucks thing, but it really felt mm-hmm. like it was for a while where it just seems like once they're officially eliminated, like, you know, Brandon Sutter starts fucking popping off and like, are there yeah. other teams equivalents of that? Because I'm, I'm sure there are. Right. Cause obviously once you're out uh, and eliminated, you're cheering for your team to lose uh, mm-hmm. is the smart thing to do. And I have to assume every team has their version of of Brandon Sutter. You know what I mean? (laughs)
2: Um, Last year was like, one of the reasons why I want to see Sheldon Drys back for a call up is because he scored what, like 13 last year. Yeah, And it was all goals and games where I'm like, I need them to fucking lose this for their (laughs) draft pilot. So I wanted to be on the team where he could actually contribute to me being happy when they win. Uh, But looking at the strength of schedule, it's kind of interesting. Like Buffalo is the third hardest schedule from here on out as like a non playoff team. So if if you want them to tank and get a, a draft pick, dude, I would be happy to good. see
0: I would be happy to see Buffalo win the lottery. I guess That'd the issue is funny. if you look at like the, the full NHL standings, like it's it's is there a way to do it at like the entire league and not just like by conference? It's kind of annoying. Yeah. But
2: yeah, no, you go uh, NHL.com standings, you can just click
0: league. Oh, okay. I was just doing the the default like Google ones. Okay. So yeah. here we go. If you go by if you go by league, oh, it's look who's at the top. I fucking love Vancouver that. Canucks, baby. That tied with so, the Boston
2: Bruins with oh, point percentage. Oh, that's so awesome! Uh, Seventy-one points at the All Star break. That's that's they something. Had, they had like eighty-three all of last year or something. Yeah, like it's just, 33, yeah. 11 and five. Can so Chicago imagine?
0: is is uh, has thirty points. Yep, uh, with a game in hand on. So San Jose has thirty-three. Then is a bit of a jump up to Anaheim with 38 Columbus with 42 Ottawa with 42, but they have three games in hand on most of those teams, Minnesota mm-hmm. uh, six from the bottom at 47 Minnesota, their season feeling like Canuck seasons of the past few years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, they've got injuries, they got bad luck. They have horrible cap situation. They just sort of feel like they're just like chugging and not doing anything, you know, mm-hmm. um, which again is Fine by me. I I, I don't hate Minnesota because I don't really care about them, but it does kind of rock. I I think it's probably good for them if they actually bottom out a bit too.
2: It's um, I, they're in a tough position, right? Because they have if some players signed to really good deals, like obviously yeah. there's the Ekman Larson deal, uh, but they also they're still carrying that, oh, what uh, fourteen Ekman, million. Uh, wait, did I say Ekman Larson? No, did, yeah, Erickson Ek. Yeah, er, er, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're still they still have. This season and next with the uh, big, almost 15 million cap hits from Parise and, and Suter. Yeah. Uh, then it drops down to 1.6 for the four years after that. that. That was a huge gamble by Bill Guerin that doesn't seem to have worked out. eh?
0: Yeah. No kidding. They had
2: that one playoff <laughs> run. But like Matt Boldy signed forever at 7 million. Yeah, Erickson X signed forever at 5. They've got two more years after this one of Kaprizov at 9, yeah. which is probably below market. Um. So like like are they squandering this opportunity cuz like Kaprizov is like statistical prime he's 26 years old right Yeah And I mean maybe some crazy shit could happen and they could uh
0: thing is they have like they do have those good young like you yeah uh Marco Rossi Boldy Faber Faber is unreal Brock Faber's well, looked really good. I think Hartman's like 29 years old at this point I'm pretty sure He just feels Yeah he is
2: 29
0: <laughs> Uh but he just feels like one of those kind of guys who's always like a, yeah. a younger
2: the guys are cat friendly in front of me and it doesn't even like yeah they have register
0: they have Danila Yurov who's tearing it up in the KHL but probably is going to stay there for at least one more year um so they they have some like decent prospects coming in but and they have um what's his name the goalie who hasn't looked great recently oh, Gustafsson? but uh no the in in the uh, the swedish guy in the minors uh, oh yeah beats the uh, fuck out of me
2: man oh yes For yesper w-
0: wallstedt Wallstead, Wallstead, not Wallquist. Wallstead, yeah. yeah. Um, so he's looking, I mean, not as good this year, but uh, he will be good, obviously. Um, so I don't know. They seem like, if, if you look at the teams, like, let's look at the bottom 10, right? you got Chicago, San Jose, Anaheim, Columbus, Ottawa, Minnesota, Montreal, Buffalo, Calgary, and Arizona. Mm-hmm. Like, of those teams... Which team do you think is going to be good soonest? And like the popular answers are probably like Buffalo and Ottawa, because it's like, how long can they be this bad for?
2: You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you the, the smart money would be on Buffalo, you would think, right? Because there's a yeah. lot of talent there. Yeah. And they just haven't seemed to be able to piece it together for whatever reason. And they still reason. have some young
0: guys coming up like, you know, yeah. And- you look at the goal differential, they're minus nine, right? Uh, Arizona, I think I could see they're only minus four goal differential. Huh. They've been decent Arizona this year. still
2: might, it's like, they have a winning NHL points percentage. They actually oh,
0: They're ahead of schedule for sure, I think.
2: Yeah. Right? So, even without NHL 500, they've won more games and they've lost if you consider yeah. overtimes as ties. So, I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd say probably Buffalo because you just look at like Dolan and, and Powers on the back line and yeah, I mean Tage is Tage a bit older himself, right? So he is, yeah, you have to kind of because remember when that deal was signed
0: mm-hmm.
2: where he got his seven years. It was a huge risk because he just had that one pop up season. Yeah, and then last year it looked like a huge win, and then yeah. this year and this year
0: not as much as uh, but, uh, but really as the a, whole team. As a
2: Tage Thompson fantasy owner, I think he has ten goals and eleven assists. Yeah. Or maybe eleven goals and ten assists, this, and he missed way, like a month, but. This is crazy
0: looking at 11th from the bottom is Washington and their goal differential is negative 31.
2: Yeah. I, I didn't realize uh, they, it was here's, that bad. Here's another thing. We're talking about strength of schedule. They have the toughest they, schedule which is, remaining. Which again
0: is, is good for them because that's a team that should bottom out because it sucks because like obviously I think, you know, I want to see Ovechkin break Gretzky's record. I think that would mm-hmm. be, be very cool. I don't know that it's going to happen at this point because he's really, I mean, part of it is that he's, he has fallen off a cliff, but also reading like Washington, like message boards and subreddits and stuff. Like a big part of it is just that like the rest of the team fucking sucks. Yeah. And like, he, he's got like his worst surrounding cast in, in like over a decade easily. Right. Like Mm -hmm. he's, he's got, it's a bad, bad team.
2: So he should be moved to Vancouver. Let's skip oh, to that man. record, baby. Can you imagine? God <laughs> damn! <laughs> uh, I think after the Lindholm deal, we have to we have to chill a little bit on the uh, probably the yeah. future Hall of Famers to the Canucks trade. Unless things. hey,
0: unless uh, Kessel wants to sign, uh, no, he's still free agent.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's friends with Tockett, you know. Yeah, no, that's exactly what this team needs is someone like kind of slow, purely offensive. Oh yeah, um, we just
0: we just lost Kuzmenko. <laughs>
2: yeah, so we need well, a new I,
0: Kuzmenko.
2: I'm kind of bummed that. So on Tuesday, the Canucks and Flames play at the exact same time because I was interested oh. to see what his debut looks like. Yeah, and then here's the really fucked thing: on Saturday they both play at the same time, which is 10 a.m. Pacific. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah, because the the Flames are playing the Islanders and the Canucks are playing the Red Wings. They don't. So when, I, they,
0: I, when do they play them? Have they? Are they? They only play them once? No,
2: twice more this year. Twice more. Yeah, both the games they, are in it Vancouver. Feels like they just
0: they haven't played them. They played them what once this year? The twice, Flames. twice. Yeah. I
2: was at both games. They right. okay lost one, one, one. One was right after the Zadorov trade, right? And where
0: Zadorov, we thought he had the game winning goal on the empty netter. Uh,
2: uh, yeah, uh, but but, but Pedersen deflected it touched it, stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. and then the game before that, Vancouver. It was a very that, unmemorable loss. Yes, didn't
0: they lose like four <laughs> two or five <laughs> three, two or something? Was, I think or, it was. Yeah, I I put put it out of my mind, obviously, but it's just just a weird, the way the schedule works this year, like, I mean, getting all the Edmonton games out of the way early, except for one, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's kind of strange. And then like, I don't know, just, just a sort of, uh, weird, weird schedule this year. The two flames games are kind of right at the end, March 23rd, April 16th, second last game of the year. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. My birthday is right around then. So, so maybe I, I'm going to, maybe I'll ask for a, Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I really do want to go to
2: a playoff game. Yeah. I think. I, l- I looked it up. The The loss against the Flames, it was 5 2. And it was the second night of a back to back, and it was right after they wanted overtime against the Islanders and Bo Horvat's coming home game. Right. Remember, right, like, right. Hughes yes. had to, like, break away and so we score. Just and it was fe- like this. You didn't feel as bad. It was about that, the loss. like, big emotional high. And then it's like, yeah. oh, less than 24 hours later, they're in Calgary and, like, yeah. a non emotional game. I remember driving to the game with the misses and saying, uh, I don't know if the Canucks are going to have juice this game. There was really and emotional right. game last night, <laughs> and second have of back to back. I, I, I don't have a schedule loss, and folks called that one. Man, uh, are you are
0: you gonna are you gonna try and get out for a playoff game? Do you think?
2: We'll see what happens. Yeah, um, kind God, of dude. depends how expensive I, it is. It's going to be fucking. It's going to be insane. Like it's going to be so. I, I don't expensive. know what my my cap is because I've, I've I've got like enough air miles to fly there for pretty free, and like with yeah, folks hashtag ad with flare air I think you can fly to Calgary to Vancouver for like 99 bucks pretty good uh plus whatever fees or whatever which is basically the the surcharge that you'd get using air miles anyways but anyways getting there isn't a big deal but the cost of the ticket I don't know like I, it's gonna be it's gonna be expensive. in 2011 I went to round two and I went to the finals for a game. Yeah. And round two, I think the tickets were like four fifty and the finals was like eight hundred. Yeah. It's gonna be
0: it's gonna be more expensive now just because of like inflation, cost of living, all that stuff. And then also because it's been so long since they were good. So like
2: like the home ticket might be, you know, a little bit out of my price range. But we'll see, right? Like maybe it's worth like waiting and seeing if they get to the second round and then going. Yeah. Um,
0: I've never been to a game past the first round. I think the coolest yeah. playoff game I ever went to, I went to game seven against Dallas where Linden scored. Oh, nice. Um, that was amazing. Uh, and then other than that, I've been to two playoff games against Calgary. One was the the Bertuzzi year, and mm-hmm. they lost that game. Um, it was game five. Yeah, it was game five, because then Morrison scored in game six, and then obviously game seven happened. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, and then one was game one? No, it was game two, I think, in the first Benning year. And it, and they won. Oh, it was against like, the
2: Flames, yeah. It was
0: like a pretty fun game.
2: Um, but yeah. I went to the, I think it was the game five loss against the Predators before they went back and won it in Nashville. Right. Um. Because they could, I believe they could have clinched the series then. Yeah, because it was then 3-1, they didn't. and, it and was they 3-1. won in yeah. six. Yeah, and then they won a game six. And then I went to game two of the finals against the Bruins, where Burroughs scored an overtime oh, to put them up to nothing. And I forget everything about ha- what happened in that series afterwards, so it's yeah, fine. Yeah, not um, worth going <laughs> into, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a really cool moment, though. Overtime goal, in Stanley oh Cup God. finals. Yeah. No kidding. Popped oh. off in a... Rogers Arena was it GM place at that time. Still, I forget. Either way, mm, I'm trying to think because it was it was in 2010.
0: It was Canada Hockey Place. I think at that point it was Rogers Arena.
2: It must have been. I think it was like recently switched over. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think it had just switched. Um, uh, man, I'm so excited for the playoffs, dude. Like, yeah, I I have forgotten what it is like because, like, again, I didn't really watch in the in the COVID year. But also, that's just not the same, right? Like, mm-hmm. so much of it is just like the fans being there. Right. And yeah. like, I'm yeah, I, so, I, Oh, it's going to
2: be so good. I dude. do wonder about that because the, the playoff experience thing has come up a couple of times. And I for mean, sure. credit to this management group for bringing in like your Ian Coles, your Teddy Blugers who have gone and been on cup winning teams and like been around for all that, even though yeah. I know Bluger didn't play all that much. Uh, is there anyone else with real Stanley I mean, cup experience? Uh, you know, Myers like, when he was younger. Pettersson looked, had
0: some last year. Peterson looked good in Peterson and Hughes looked great. And Miller, looked and GT, great. you know, they all looked really yeah. good
2: in that bubble. Like, yeah.
0: But again, it's different from, but
2: it's different, right? Like yeah. the nerves of actually being there with yeah. fans, like his, how's that going to Demko feels like someone whatever?
0: who Demko feels like he's going to just fucking be locked yeah. in, in the, but playoffs. These I mean,
2: uh, are uh, he's a grown ass men and professional hockey players. Like I, I think, how, that, you know, it's a lot of, <laughs>
0: I think there is something to be said about playoff experience, but also it's like, you don't, have, you don't know how to win until you win. You know what I yeah. mean?
2: Well, I mean, look at Jack Eichel last year, right? Like he, by all rights, probably should have won the con Smythe, even though they gave it to Marcia Show. And that was yeah. what his first playoffs, because they obviously uh, never made it in Buffalo. And then they didn't make it the year he was acquired, right? That's when they finished ninth in the West. I think so, that's right. Yeah, like, exactly. So, so shit. Like if you're an elite player like that, I'm sure fucking Pedersen and Hughes will be able to figure it out. Like, yeah, good players How much are good different players. is that stress than... You know, we have to get off to a good start so we don't have like another failure, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. I'm, man, I, I can't wait. And I mean, yeah. the deadline is is early March. There's, they're still probably going to make a couple small moves here or there. I, I think they're going to get a defenseman. The, the cost for Tanev is apparently a second and a prospect, which I would gladly
2: pay that. Um, yeah. I, I think they still want to get the first. We'll see how the market develops. Um, yeah. I think you could probably make it work. With like, because the Canucks have about 2 million to spend mm-hmm. at the deadline. Maybe if you added in a third party broker. Yeah. Say like if Chicago wants to do, because they did that last year as well for the cost of like a, was it like a third round pick, fourth round pick or something? Yeah. Yeah. Where, because Calgary is philosophically, they're, they're dialectically opposed to uh, retaining salary. I, I think I heard that they've done it once since the salary caps.
0: Is that just because their owner is cheap?
2: or yeah like, yeah, okay. yeah it's just like not something that they do. Yeah, and that was part of the reason why Lindholm was able to go to Vancouver so easily is they didn't have to retain any money. right where I believe other teams wanted them to uh, to retain. So I, I think it's going to be very difficult for the Canucks to move enough money to bring in TenF properly without like LTIR, quote unquote, "luck, yeah, massaging, whatever. Yeah, uh, and I also don't think they're going to trade any more players off this team. Yeah, uh, despite whatever Zadoroff rumors might have been percolating recently, those
0: have those have dropped out a little. They've dropped I down. Like, yeah.
2: yeah, I'm sure there's some under the table stuff about uh, we're going to get Kuzmenko to wave, but you better not fucking trade Zadoroff as well. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, maybe you you know pass them through third party like Chicago, and then. Chicago gets like a third round pick out of it and then the Canucks get 10 of it, 2 million bucks or yeah. slightly over or whatever, like maybe you could see that happening. They're going to have to pay for it. For sure. Uh, yeah. And, and I'm, I'd be shocked if Brad Tree Living sitting in Toronto isn't willing to do the same thing for a first round pick this year. Yeah. Like if there's one person that loves Chris of more than the city of Vancouver, it's Bradtree Living. <laughs> and I mean, I'm honestly kind of surprised that Trey doesn't gone through yet. Does just, just Toronto have a bunch of cap space sitting around? No, really? no, no. They're 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 project Holy shit. they cap- their projected actual cap hit if everyone was healthy right now is ninety seven million dollars. They have a thirty five oh grand in dude. LTIR space right now. And God that's damn. with um Jake Muzzin, Matt Murray, and John Klingberg on LTI. So they're using 14 and a half million in LTI space right now. Okay. All so right. they would have to move someone out in order to get him in. Yeah. Which Man, they—they're not really set up to. Uh, they're
0: this is a, this is an off year for them. But again, it also feels like the type of year where they they scrape into the playoffs. How and would they, just they go, even go fucking do it? I don't you know.
2: Think, not with that defense, man. Ain't no I, way. I
0: yeah, I don't know. I strange. I just stranger things have happened, obviously.
2: Yeah, but, like um, yeah. So they have Morgan Riley, and then they're like seconds. They have TJ Brody making five million. million. Like uh, so he's UFA next year. But I yeah. doubt they're going to move him in order to acquire somebody this year. Even though Tanev would be a clear upgrade, right? Yeah. Um, there are other pending UFAs like Samsonov and and Martin Jones. Oof. Uh, they're probably oh, not going to move them with like the st- Well, I mean, m- m- maybe you could dump Samsonov if uh Joseph Wall's healthy, but he's not healthy, so who knows? Um, they have a lot, and of then problems. like yeah. It's it's something like they're going to open up cap space in the off season, right? Yeah. Like, but they have Tyler Bertuzzi and Max Domi. Like, maybe they could are those mistakes that they want to correct? Even because yeah. I think that was some of their logic of picking them up in the first place is these are like gritty guys and playoffs. They and should be whatever. going after
0: like like Jacob Markstrom or Saros. I mean, they should be they should be going after Markstrom because I think you can get them for relatively cheap. You'd have to give up. You'd have to add like you know, a Domi or a Bertuzzi or whatever to make the salary work. But mm-hmm. like, I, those are the players they should be targeting. Cause they, they just need goaltending. It's crazy how bad they... their goaltending is. Oh,
2: huh.
0: We sort of take it for granted the, with,
2: the, with Demko, you know? Yeah, the, the other thing about the Leafs, man, they, hmm. uh, they don't have any second, they don't have a second round pick this year, next year, or the year after they don't have their 2025 first because that Oof. was sent to Chicago as part of the Jake McCabe, Sam Lafferty trade last Oof. year. So if they are to trade their first for Tanov, they're like, all right, that's the last high pick that we're going to get in the next until 2026. Uh, they don't even have their third rounder for this year either, but they do have the Islanders and they have like three fifth round picks. So that's rough, man. And they're the gonna drafting, have really the way like has how well they think like... they can do in the play. But the East is also pretty wide open, so if you were to tell me they were going to able to go on a run, like For I would sure. believe it. So, yeah, it'll be really fucking interesting to see what they do. Um, back, kind of, to we're talking about like the strength of remaining schedule. Yeah, and I was looking before we started recording today at the just different PDOs around the league because obviously the Canucks have like a historically high PDO. They are sitting at, added up here. Let me sort by PDO again. Oh, sorry. This is when the game's tied, which actually when the game's tied, they're like 1.07. So Mm -hmm. not that crazy at all. Um, But in all situations, still leads the league, but yeah. um, (laughs) 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 Yeah. So they're 104, right? And then you have 104.5 and then you have the Bruins at 103.5 and the Jets at 103.1. And the Oilers,
0: I feel like, are kind of climbing up that list, too. Uh, I know, like since January at least, there there's PDO quite high yeah. during for this, the win streak
2: for the season. They're just below one. They're point nine 0.997 yeah. so kind of right where they should be. If I could do, yeah. oh, it's only sorting by years from now. I'm not going to figure this out. But uh, the point I wanted to make is, if the Canucks weren't having this crazy PDO year, we'd yeah. be saying the same thing about the Bruins and the Jets. Yeah, and I kind of feel like they don't get as much of that pushback as Vancouver does. Yeah, But they're being propped up by way higher save percentages, right? Yes. Like, the the Jets' 5-on-5 five five save percentage is 942. Holy like shit. Teams are shooting 6% against them. It's crazy because,
0: like, I thought Demko was having a great year, and he is, obviously. Yeah, he, he is. And then you look at Hellebuck's numbers, and it's like, okay, he's going to win the Vezina. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, and then, like, the, the Bruins, like, they, similarly, their 5-on-5 five five save percentage is... 935 yeah which is also like insanely Crazy. high and like the yeah. canucks high as well 927 but that's below god that's below the vegas golden knights by a little bit it's just slightly above like the penguins say percentage where the canucks are absolutely murdering it is shooting percentage at five on five yes no one so is they're they're just under 12 just under 12 percent. the closest is the red wings that are just under 11 and then, like, the Bruins and like Stars are sitting at 10%. Yeah. So that means the Canucks are facing 880 goaltending at five on five, which you would think wouldn't last the rest of the season, especially with games against these teams that have insane shooting percentages, but are not shooting percentages, insane save percentages, right? So I kind of wonder one, do the Canucks get more of it because theirs is more shooting driven rather than save driven? Mm. And two, looking at their strength of remaining schedule, Boston has the second-hardest schedule remaining. Um, play the Canucks twice, they play Florida twice, they play Edmonton twice, got games against Vegas, Rangers, um, Dallas. So I wonder if like, they're expected to fall as much as well. Yeah, And like, if they're, you know, how, how will they measure up to the Canucks at, at season's end? i feel the conversation is just it's crazy that's me being like a tender canucks fan but it's just crazy that
0: two really likely i mean it's it's crazy to to say that they're really likely i guess really likely in the grand scheme of things but like vancouver boston and vancouver new york rangers are like two very potential stanley cup finals which is like so stressful i i mean can you imagine another vancouver boston final oh man i don't know that it would just be the most stressful thing in the world. Yeah, it would be incredible. But on the other hand, anyway, I don't even want to say it.
2: Yeah, I mean, let's like, <laughs> be real. It. Any cup final against anybody will be the most stressful thing in the world. Any fucking yeah. playoff series, kind of period. But especially beyond the first round is going to be insanely stressful. For I'm excited. Me, so. I'm
0: excited to be stressed, and I and I never yeah. thought I would be again. And you know, how, however the playoffs end up going, this has been a great year, and I'm I'm happy either way. Mm-hmm. Um, But man, I really. Uh, just what? just once just i just need one man i just need one you look at like <laughs> the, you look at the blues or the caps right oh yeah they're and and they're it's in like well, they've, now who like, gives a shit? they've sucked since then for the most part and it's like who fucking who cares gives a fuck yeah. yeah i would take them missing the playoffs for 20 consecutive years after this if they won you know knock mm-hmm. on wood but like i just don't how <laughs> who cares i just i just need one is that so much to ask i mean apparently it is but
2: yeah anyway we'll see <laughs> oh, well well Fingers crossed, baby. Yeah. Uh, man, goddamn. Just look, I'm looking at the standings on NHL.com, and i seeing 16 win streak next to the Edmonton Oilers, and they're That's in, really, in the league. It's so. Yeah. Tuesday is going to be a hell of a good day for hockey because yeah. You have like, your is, pick. is
0: every is everyone playing on Tuesday?
2: No, not really. Okay. Like, there's a cut. Like the teams that played last week, like the Sens, the Preds, mm-hmm. the Kings, they have their bye this week, so they don't have any right. games, and then. I don't know there's some teams playing tomorrow on Monday. Like okay. there's uh, Toronto Islanders and Colorado Rangers. Those are decent games. Anyways. Good. Yeah. Um no on Tuesday though, Canucks and Carolina Hurricanes as your, your little matinee, four PM Pacific. And then that goes into Oilers Vegas, where the Oilers could tie the win street record. But they're in Vegas, and you know Vegas is oh. going to be up for that game as well. I, I hope Vegas back for fucking vacation. Them. Yeah, because yeah, none of the like,
0: Vegas players were at the All-Star game, right? so All Star game. That game's going all have, fresh.
2: Yeah, that game's going to have fucking stakes, and that'll I mean, feel like a
0: playoff game.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm really excited to sit in front of my TV on Tuesday and watch like the Elias Lindholm debut game. Maybe flip to the uh, Kuzmenko debut game. Yeah, on uh, commercial breaks or whatever, and then. Kick back and just prey on the Oilers' downfall. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's going to be good I'm, times. I'm so excited for Lindholm,
2: man. I And
0: it sounds like he's going to play with Pedersen. Yeah. From
2: what Talkett keeps saying. So. Which I think is a good matchup. I, yeah. So Lindholm was a guest on Canucks Talk on Friday. They interviewed him. And, I mean, he seems like a nice guy and seems logistically difficult what he... Because <laughs> I guess he went to, like, Cabo for a bit and then, like, came home to Calgary to fly to toronto Mm -hmm. and then it was like oh psych you're actually flying to toronto to go on a five game road trip and uh they asked him about like playing in the world championship with Pedersen years ago because they were on a a line together and credit to elias lindholm he's like man that was a really long time ago don't really remember uh he's a great (laughs) player though so if i get to play with him like i'm sure it'll be good but I mean, he was young coming into the league and he's done really good things since then. So I'm just excited to join the team. So I like that he was real with us. And was like, I don't fucking remember some why oh, mate I played with at the world championships five or six years ago.
0: He seems like a really nice guy. I, I think having another suite on the team always helps. I think just having this like smart, defensive, hardworking player. I was watching some of his highlights and he's so good. You, you brought this up as well, but he's so good at just getting to like the soft parts of the ice. Right. And just like sneaking mm-hmm. around and like that fits so well with, with players like Petey, uh, Yeah, that'll work so well on the power play. If they want to put him on there, like it's, it's just so nice oh. to have
2: like a non puck dominant guy that can put the puck in yes. on that power play. Yeah, Like I feel just infinitely better with Lynn there than I did like Suter or I guess like yeah. Kuzmenko before him. Um, and this, yeah, the defensive responsibility, which that's what's nice about this trade, and like why I think I'm probably most psyched about it is, yeah, a lot of it's predicated on him getting back to kind of his career average numbers, mm-hmm. which I do have some of those pulled up, which are interesting. So he's shooting at six point nine percent so far this season. His um, he's gonna bounce back, yeah, think, he has, on so, a better team. When, in his forty-two goal season, when he was like second in Selkie voting, yeah, he hot, insane shooting percentage bender. He was like up near the twenties or something. Right. Um, however, take away that 42 goal season. You just look at his other four seasons in, uh, in Calgary, average 28 goals per 82 games with a 14 yep. and a half percent shooting percentage. So like we want to talk about regression and PDO and whatnot, you would think that he would regress more to his career average mean over the course of the year, especially playing with better players and getting more opportunity and you know, he is in a contract year. So if he wasn't yeah. motivated before, he's sure as shit going to be motivated now where there's going to be more eyes on him. He's going to be playing playoff hockey. I guess it's, be playing it's hard, with better it's, line mates and he's working for this like big payday. Right?
0: Yeah. It's hard to underestimate how miserable it must've been to play in Calgary this year. Like, Oh I think yeah. Daryl Sutter leaving you think would help, but it's just like, they've got a lot of problems there, obviously. Um, and, you know, I, I really don't think you can underestimate just how how rough it's been. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm I think he's going to bounce back like I just I it he feels like a type of player. It's a smart bat. I still see people saying that Canucks overpaid, which I guess maybe. But which
2: is you, right, that that's that is a ridiculous opinion the uh, people. People that are saying that are unserious people. I agree. Because I, like, one, that's market price for yeah. someone like this Two. If you think that's an overpay, you are absolutely not thinking about the 5.5 million in cap space that they cleared next year. No, that is which is that huge, is massive. Like that,
0: That's so that's like so pricey to do just on its own around the league, right? Yeah, and it's it, you know if they're treating him as a rental, good. That's that that is you know you talked about how. The Canucks need to be more like Vegas and just be like ruthless and just go for it all mm-hmm. the time. This is a hundred percent a Vegas move. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, like like they, this is our like Mark Stone style trade potentially, right? Like I maybe, just, yeah. Well, fingers crossed, yeah. But it's just, oh, it's so nice, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. If you're if you're Vegas, you have to be not afraid to go out and trade assets to make that Mark Stone move, to make that Pachurini move, that Eichel move. Yeah. Then they still have assets uh, to make moves like that. Now, yeah.
0: Now cap space maybe not as much, but next year they have assets to make moves like that if they want to as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like they can trade next year's first. You know, if they're if they're just as good next year, and I think they'll they'll be a playoff team next year for sure. I don't know if they're going to have a magical year like this necessarily, right? Yeah. Because, like you know, you, play, teams get video on players, they figure out teams, they figure out the tendencies, and, that sort of thing. And et they cetera. have
2: been lucky this year. Like, for don't sure, get me wrong, right? right? So, like, it, true talent, they're probably not you know, president's trophy no, team better, but if they regress better next than year, the 2010-2011 team, It's still a playoff team. It's still oh, a playoff yeah, team Oh, yeah, I know. They're year, still right? a good team, kind of, no and, matter and, and what, they still I believe.
0: And they still have assets to make a Lindholm-style trade next year if they want as well, and I and mm. I hope they do. Like, I hope the situation they're in right now, you might as well just go for it every single year, right? Because this is the best it's going uh, to be, really, right? Mm. This is your best chance to do this, and you should you should just be going for it until Hughes leaves or Pedersen leaves or whatever. And then at that point it's like, okay, well we're going to do a tear down rebuild. And here's the other thing that I don't think people talk about. Cause why would they want to talk about this? Obviously Aquilini is a, is a factor here too. But like, like if you, I believe this management group will do the right thing. And if two years down the road, they've gone for it every year, the cupboards are dry, the, you know hughes hughes wants out whatever worst worst case scenario yeah well i trust this management group to rebuild properly right to know when to rebuild right you'd
2: hope so yeah
0: yeah so i i don't know i mean i i think like I, it's it's i'm we've, it feels like we're in good hands you know what i mean mm-hmm. um which is just really it's so nice to be able to say that
2: <laughs> yeah but back to the it being an overpay for a second if you think that the Canucks overpaid for Lidholm, you must think that the Winnipeg Jets are fucking insane yeah. for trading a 1st and a 4th for Sean Monahan. Because I, like, you know all the first round picks are like as the cachet of being a first round pick, it sounds good. So we can we can cancel those out, right? Say that's sure. just for like the player or whatever. Yeah. So I would much rather have uh, the 5.5 million next season than Hunter Bruce Savage.
0: Yeah then like we can, that's the thing is like, yeah, Bristevich looked like a steal in the third round. It's like, well, you know, the team behind those, that pick is still around. Right. And they can make, I'm not saying it's easy to do, but they'll make other picks like that, you know, and they'll capitalize on players values like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So they'll, they'll be able to refill the coffers. They're smart. It's just, it is so nice to have a management group that, has a plan. Number one, they have a plan. Number two, the plan is good, right? Because mm-hmm. even if you're being generous about Jim Benning and saying he had a plan,
2: well, the plan fucking sucked. Yeah. It's, it's Yeah, it's, just it's like, not like you're training, like, oh, uh, God, the ninth overall pick in order to acquire Ekman Larson. Oh, like, that is bad God. training, or. For, or the the goddamn JT Miller pick, right? Like yeah. that trade in hindsight worked out perfectly. Sure, huge huge gamble that I could see you being like more tentative about trading, right? They For got sure. very lucky in that uh like playoff bubble year where that wasn't like a higher pick when it absolutely could have been, right? Yeah. yeah, like they they faced a off less Minnesota, right? yeah and, and they faced
0: St Louis on a Stanley cup hangover and they and all had COVID. While they had
2: covid like yeah they they got quite lucky that that pick wasn't a high pick as well, so yeah, this one like look at Colorado last year, they finished first in their division out yeah. in the first round, and that pick was twenty seventh so like it's, yes it's a low first round pick, yeah uh, but in all likelihood yeah. um and basically it's the same value as like a second, so yeah. again who who gives a shit? Um, to Lindholm. Uh, I know you're like the it, him being an unrestricted free agent is a a uh, feature, not a bug. Sure. And all this is like speculation and depending on how he does. Imagine he's like a perfect fit with Pedersen. I though. know they're going to be tempted, right? And For like sure. they've said the things like, "Oh yeah, we'll we'll look to signing him," but you know we're going to wait till the season. Blah blah blah. Like. Okay, how much is he going to command? Like, what what what's a what's a Lindholm deal where you'd be like, okay, I like this, man. That's a good question. Seven
0: something. The thing is, he's going to get eight plus easily. Um, the, I guess the other thing is like, you see people on Twitter and stuff complaining about like, oh yeah, Horonick's going to want seven or eight plus. You know, Lindholm's going to want seven or eight plus. And it's like, yeah, that is kind of like the new normal now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think it's tough as a fan and I'm guilty of this too, to get out of the mindset of like 7 million is like a lot in terms of the cap. It's like, well, if the cap is going up, you have to look at the percentage of the cap, right? Mm-hmm. And at that point, 7 million is going to be closer to like 5 million, right? I'm closer to uh, 5
2: or 6, yeah.
0: Yeah. So so if you look at it that way, yeah, 7 or 8 for Lindholm is like, it's re- like the issue again is like, I guess it would be a Vegas style move to, to re-sign him. And then, you know, if he starts to slow down, then yeah, you trade him if you can, but it's just... You don't, How many anchor contracts can this team afford? I guess
2: that um, is definitely it. like if you're to say they gave him 8 million for three years, I'd be like, okay, I can, I'm, I'm not too pissed off about that. Yeah. But I, so you cleared up the 5.5 for Kuzmenko next season, mm-hmm. right? So you could with the situation that they were at before, if he's getting eight, Right it'd be whatever Kuzmenko's money is for next year, plus two and a half that they would have given to somebody else. Right. Like, sure. Let's say Dakota Joshua. Now yeah. there's obviously like a larger opportunity cost because Kuzmenko's is for one more season. Whereas mm-hmm. I presume if Lindholm signs to Vancouver, they'll take advantage of that eighth year yeah, and it'll be for eight years, which will take him to his, uh, Oh God, 37 his 37th 37 season. Cause he's Ugh. 29 right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, like if you are to do like three times, a had to be like, okay, cool. I, I get it. But yeah. even like say he signs a sweetheart deal in Vancouver, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's, it's six and a half for eight years, which is still kind of scary. Who yeah. knows how long far it's going to go up, blah, blah, blah. But there's also like, what does that cost you from the roster? And what would you rather have? Like, would you rather be able to bring back, let's say, zadoroff Bluger and Joshua? Or keep a top end fucking wing, wing slash center, defensively responsible person in Lindholm. And I my gut would be to say, like, keep those glue pieces instead. Yeah. But it is also kind of hard to, like, over or understate the importance of, like, having that other just below elite piece in your top six, you
0: know? Absolutely. Yeah. I Fuck. It's, it's and, like,
2: it's tough. It's a tough call. And ball. I mean... The, they've been on an insane, like, get-on-base percentage with, like, fringe pieces around the edges of the roster. Yeah. So, like, do you think that they would be able to identify another Pew suitor in this upcoming free agent pool? Is there another I, Sam I that too. you can get for a fifth-round pick? Because if that's the case, maybe it does make more sense to... Pay high end talent like Lento, yeah, and, and then, then try kind of work and work around the edges a little. Work bit. around the edges, work around the edges more. But then again, it's, like what's made the Canucks successful this year? It's their bottom six depth has been unreal. Yeah, uh, that's been it, able to like maintain play when and I when the think top part of it is too, too is you,
0: you look at their AHL uh, depth as well. Baines is still having a great year. Colson mm-hmm. has looked like a legit prospect again. Mm-hmm. So you have a couple players like that that sh- should hopefully slide in next year or the year after, right? Um, and like having that cheap depth, uh, is, is huge. Right. And yeah. like you said, I, I totally trust them and they're pro scouting to, to figure things out that way as well. Right. So I'm, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I,
2: I well, feel like uh, the yes, other like devil's ahead. advocate to that is like, mm-hmm. you look at teams that need, a like Boston's going to be incredibly motivated, to get yes. uh, a top-line center, like, which they might be able to convince themselves that, like, Lindholm is that, right? Yeah. So, could they just, would they be willing to throw eight, nine, like, whatever, really open up their their coffers to pay them? In which case, you're Lindholm, like, if you like it in Vancouver and you think they have a good opportunity to win, but you probably have a good opportunity to win in Boston as well, and yeah. they're paying me $3 million more, like, it's going to be... Uh, maybe not that hard of a decision, and maybe the decision will be made for the Canucks. Yeah. But, I mean, Stamkos is a pending UFA. Sam Reinhart's a pending UFA. Reinhardt Jay is going to get paid. He oh is going to get big paid. Yeah. Which, I mean, if you're going to big pay someone, I yeah. prefer I'm, Reinhardt to Lindholm, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, and he's, isn't he kind of technically a local boy as well? He
0: is, isn't he? Isn't he from North Van? He is, uh, he went
2: to Kootenay College. Yeah, Nor- yeah, North Van. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right.
2: Okay. Yeah. Like, the thing, too, is if they don't re sign him like, before July 1, the Canucks, yeah. if they do want to make a splash, have that money. Yeah. Right? Like, yes, they have to, you know, earmark some for Pedersen and, uh, and, law, I would like to have
0: that money. To quote Outlaw, I would like to have that money.
2: I would like to have that money, like, Pre-July, or I'd like to know how much that money is pre-July 1st as well, yes. you know? Yeah. Um, let's see, point getters from UFAs. Duchesne's UFA as well. Okay. Which, I wonder how much he's going to get paid, right? He's obviously older, uh, but. I would imagine quite a bit, probably. Oh, Marsha shows a free agent to Foley. There's like yeah. a decent like forward crop of UFAs. It's uh, yeah. more on the back end where it gets to be a bit spooky.
0: Yeah, it's, man, I just, what an exciting time to be a Canucks fan. Oh, yeah. It's just so nice. I'm having, I'm having such a nice time, Aaron. Yeah. It's really, really good.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, weird. This, this sport track website that I'm using to look at Penny UFA still has uh Chandler Stevenson as a Washington capital. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. In that one. Interesting. Okay. Another thing about this Lindholm acquisition, do you think it like helps Pedersen's psyche at all? You think that'll help, like, they're bringing in someone to play with me, so I don't have to play with these scrubs, like, it's going to help me, like, it, I think it shows, like, if you had worries about management being competent, that, like, doing a move like that shows that you have, like, competent management that's going to make your time there better.
0: Yeah, I'm not, at at this point, I'm just, like, no longer worried about Pedersen, because it's, like you look at the interviews in the off season and he was, and the talk around him and the vibe around him was like, he wants to kind of see how the team does. Right. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well they've, they're doing the best they could possibly do right now. Like they're, they're going for it. They're bringing in uh play like, you know, all this stuff. Like I'm just not, there's no reason to be worried anymore. And I, I get why fans are worried because it's the Canucks and you're used to the worst case scenario, blah, blah, blah. But like you have a victim complex. Sure. And I don't blame anyone for that. It's it's the Vancouver Canucks. I totally get it, but yeah. it just just don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. You know, it's honestly going to be okay. They will, they will resign him. And again, if for whatever reason they don't resign him,
2: but Stefan, you're the, forgetting over All Star Weekend, the Canucks official Twitter account only posted oh my one god, one Pedersen interview with Kate Pedersen, <sighs> uh, only one press junket. Okay. And only about 12 photos slash video okay. clips of him in the game. So that's a bad They posted sign. like a couple more junkets with JT and, and, yeah. and Quinn Hughes. So yeah. that's got to be. That's got to mean gotta, something. The writing's on the wall.
0: That's got to mean something. Yeah. Just, no, you're just, right. You're right.
2: <laughs> fuck's sakes. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I think it's fine. And I think we feel we say this every show when he comes up now. Worst case scenario. You're yeah. getting a, a bounty yes. back. When well, you're yes. getting the best trade return the Canucks have ever uh, received. So, uh,
0: yeah, they will, if, if they, if it comes to a trade, which it won't, like I said, they're going to resign him.
2: Mm-hmm. If it
0: comes to a trade, they will get a lot for him. Honest, like, they will get a lot.
2: Honestly, the worst possible scenario for me is that they, um, uh, sign him for three years and then he expires at the same time as Hughes. I, I would not like that. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that, that'd be like, you know, uh. Really nice like vacation romance where you know it's not gonna work out, but you just yeah. gotta enjoy your time together. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel that's what it would be. <laughs> be like, sure. it was like, i was gonna try and enjoy these next three years, not really worry about what's gonna happen in uh the twenty twenty-seven off season and uh try and enjoy it because I mean by that time Pederson will be twenty-eight. He could cash yeah. in one more time, uh, presumably at like a higher amount. But I, I also think at the end of the day, if you're enjoying yourself somewhere, you enjoy your teammates, you're winning, and they back up a truck with a hundred million dollars in it, you're really He's, gonna say, "Now, nah, I am good." Like, I
0: think I think he'll resign for a while. I think yeah. it'll be seven or eight. I think he likes the city. He likes the people here. I it suits his vibe is what it feels like to me. Obviously, I think like you know remains to be seen what happens in the playoffs, but. Playing in front of a Vancouver playoff crowd, he is going to fucking love that.
2: Yes, absolutely. Oh man, it's gonna be so cool. I'm oh, really excited. Like, man. I cannot
0: wait, dude. I can't. I'm gonna have to change my streaming schedule around the Canucks. And, oh yeah, you know I'm. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward. Hopefully, to it.
2: Hopefully, JF is uh is on board with that.
0: Well, we we do the morning streams already, and and I think we can just shift to like a you know four p.m. start or something. Yeah, do it
2: a little bit earlier, and yeah not not yeah. the end of the I'll world have to, i'll have to you know put
0: a put a good word in for me
2: you know? okay yeah. yeah i'm probably gonna have to do some of the same stuff with, with yeah. fym but yeah we'll figure it out it's but, worth it
0: it's the right I, thing to do
2: well we've had a precedent set because like michael missed some sunday streams for the the lions in there oh, of course Which, yeah. i mean of course like yeah. I, I know the feeling brother so yeah. i <laughs> <laughs> might like have to tag in and out a couple of those but like I mainly stream on Friday and Sundays, which isn't big hockey days, but in the playoffs doesn't really matter, right? So yeah, we'll yeah. see. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But yeah, um, goddamn, that's so exciting. I'm I'm I cannot wait. I can't fucking wait. Well, <laughs> Canucks start
0: playing again soon. Looking yeah. forward to the games. Looking forward to seeing Lindholm. Mm-hmm. A lot, hopefully, we'll, I think we'll have a lot more to talk about. We'll probably recall. We had a lot
2: to talk about today. We did. We All did, our, our listeners a, have gone on this journey with us today. Yes. Don't, don't yeah. shit talk them. No, 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 <laughs> of
0: course. Yeah, no, of course. But I do think, you know, we'll have, we will have more to talk about
2: uh,
0: uh, next week. We yeah, there's going to be games to talk, to about. To talk
2: about. Ooh. That's going to be good. So I, I should we'll probably do it again Wednesday. That's like our, our schedule. Yeah. We'll probably only have the the game against Carolina, but... First yeah. Lindholm impressions Yeah And then Yeah there's two games This upcoming weekend Yes Because they have Detroit and then they have Washington back to back Afternoon games Morning games well, or, Let's go Yeah Yeah, yeah no Should this is good. morning For me too so Yeah uh, Can't wait to read Too much into those <laughs> Alright Thanks for listening Everybody <laughs> Thanks everyone Go Canucks go Go Canucks go Patreon.com I hate this team We can blow if You in Bye 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 Bye, bye. bye <laughs>
1: Skibidi
3: Skibbity Skibbity Fortnite
1: Ooh. Skibbity Fortnite
3: Skibbity Skibbity Fortnite hey. Skibbity fortnight Skibbity
1: Skibbity Fortnite
3: Skibbity Skibidi Skibbity Skibbity Fortnite
1: Skibbity Fortnite Skibbity Skibbity Fortnite
3: Skibbity Fortnite Skibbity Skibbity Fortnite
1: Skibbity Fortnite Skibbity Fortnite.
3: Skibbity Fortnite, skibbity Fortnite. Skibbity, skibbity Fortnite.
1: <laughs> yeah. Skibbity fortnight, Skibbity Skibbity fortnight. Yeah, Skibbity fortnight, Skibbity, skibidi fortnight, Skibidi fortnight, Skibbity, skibidi fortnight, yeah, Skibbity fortnight,
3: Skibbity Skibbity Fortnite Skibbity fortnight, skibbity skibbity fortnight.
1: Skibidi fortnite.
3: Skibidi skibidi fortnite.
1: Skibidi fortnite. Skibidi skibidi fortnite. Skibidi fortnite. Skibidi skibidi fortnite.
3: Skibidi fortnite. Skibidi skibidi fortnite.